You're listening to a rebroadcast of a live walk talk from Instagram. I tried out. I don't like to put a time schedule on anything I do. I've tried that in the past and it just doesn't work for me as far as um, releasing a book or um, doing a live, doing a walk talk. I like it to be random. Don't get me wrong, I'm all for schedules. <laughs> I'm a very organized, scheduled person, but um, when it comes to certain things, I like it to just flow and just be natural. And I believe that is how the Christian life is meant to be enjoyed, naturally. Um, you know, wake up each day and you don't gotta try to be yourself, you just be. Of course, there's schedules, there's things to do, there's uh, places to go, goals to accomplish, but the Christian life is meant to be resting. We rest in Christ. And when I first began began to understand this truth, it was hard for me because I'm a type A, I'm extremely driven, and um, my ministry used to be centered on telling you everything you need to do in order to improve your life and in order to basically be like me. Be like me. Read your Bible more. Get up earlier. Um, Talk to the guy in the grocery store. Um, Just forced stuff. Now, you can do that stuff if you want. There's nothing wrong with it. You're free to do that. But when I say you need to do this, that's not okay. That's not the gospel. The gospel is restful. So if you're feeling pressure from somebody and you're constantly feeling that pressure, pressure is a red flag for a Christian to take a step back and assess the situation. They might have some truth to what they're saying, but at the same time, God doesn't force you to do anything. God doesn't pressure you into doing anything. Everything that God would ever pressure you into you would fail. Everything that God would force you to do, you would fail. That's why we needed Jesus. Do you see it? So when we look back at the old covenant, and when I get on this particular topic, which is not the topic for the day, but I'm going to touch on it briefly. When I say God does not pressure you, people begin to list off all these old covenant patriarchs. They'll say, did God not pressure so-and-so? Yes. Before the cross. Absolutely. There was a ton of pressure. There was a ton of bad things happening between God and humanity because Christ had not come yet. Also, you got to keep in mind, God was protecting the line of Judah. Christ would come from the line of Judah. So he did a bunch of stuff to make sure Jesus came to earth at the exact time he came to earth in the exact person he came to earth. So all of this stuff, all these chess pieces in the Old Testament, they're all right and true and perfect. There's nothing wrong with the Old Testament, but we have to view it in light of the cross backwards. Everybody was being pressured because Christ had not come yet. Christ came. You now have peace with God. Romans chapter 5. God's wrath is now satisfied. Romans chapter 5. So we have to stop looking at God as if Christ never came. He came. 
So he doesn't pressure you to walk up to the guy at the grocery store and talk to him. He might nudge you, say, hey, go be nice to that guy. But he's not saying, get over there or else. That guy's soul depends on you and his blood is on your hands. Error, 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 error. God doesn't talk to you like that. If you want to know how God talks to you, read Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. That is his spirit. That's how he speaks to you. He doesn't speak to you in the same fashion that he spoke to the people who were disobeying him according to the old covenant. Jesus happened. God doesn't pressure you. If you feel pressured, then you're negating what Christ has done. So let me switch streets here. Switch sides of the streets. Mailman's in front of me. I guess we're going to be following each other. Good morning. How y'all doing? We have country mailmen out here. Looks like it's a, a team. Morning. Ma and Paul delivering mail. <laughs> and if you're listening to this later, uh, I just walked by a, I guess it's an old Bronco or a Ranger, but they're delivering mail. That's how the country folk deliver mail around here. We've got some that have um, uh, regular U.S. mail trucks, but we see a lot of that. Anyway, back to topic. God doesn't pressure you. The cross happened. Now, I'm tempted to continue with this topic, but I want to get to today's topic. Today's topic is living a life of forgiveness and trust. Let me pause. I want to introduce myself to people who are new to my ministry. My name is Matt McMillan. I'm a Christian author. I've written seven books over the past five years. All of my books are available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. I'm not a pastor. I get called Pastor Matt nearly every day. I get called a great man of God nearly every day. And I'm just like, pump your brakes. <laughs> we're equal. Me and you, we're the same. Just because I have a personality type which soaks everything up in studies does not make me a great man of God. I'm a great man of God because Christ lives in me. You're a great man of God because Christ lives in you. You're a great woman of God because Christ lives in you. That's what makes you a great person of God. Not what we know, not what we do, not what we start, not what we stop. Also, I have no theological training. Zero. Never went to seminary. Period. Um, what else? I have a social media ministry. That's my ministry. I've had a social media, social media ministry about a decade now. Started out on Facebook. Um, that, that grew. Went to Instagram. That grew. Tried Twitter. Not really for me. Um, but I'm on Twitter. And now I'm on TikTok. TikTok is cool. I like TikTok. I love that format. I think what I like about TikTok is um, you can see everybody you follow, everything. Or you can go over to the For You page. You can see new stuff of people you don't follow so you can find out if you want to follow them. How cool. And there's only one way to find new people. The For You page. You don't have to join all these groups. You don't have to do all this stuff. But anyway, that's my ministry. I have a social media ministry. Um, 
What else? What else? I'm a married man. Um, I have a beautiful, wonderful wife named Jennifer. Um, I have, and we've been married um, since 2004. I said 2003 the other day. It's 2004. <laughs> uh, and it's August 23rd. So, um, what else? I have a daughter named Grace. She's 16 and she is the coolest person on planet earth. And I'll fight you if you disagree. <laughs> I love Grace. She's so much fun. She's such a wonderful mixture of uh, Jennifer and myself. Jennifer's very loving and caring and nurturing. And I'm not always those things or I am, but I don't always express those things. It's not my personality type. I'm more get it done or else. Grace has both of those and it's wonderful. She's very confident, she's very beautiful, and she's a great athlete, she's a great person, and a great friend to a lot of people. So, today's topic, how to live a life of forgiveness and trust. This is paramount for you to be enjoying your life um, as a Christian. We have to understand that relationships are built on forgiveness and trust. Relationships are sustained through, through forgiveness and trust. So first of all, let's talk about why you shouldn't forgive people. You should never forgive people in order to be forgiven. Heretic, keep growing. Let me finish. So when Jesus said that, if you forgive others, your heavenly father will forgive you. Then he said, if you don't forgive others, he won't forgive you. Why did he say this? There's context, friend. He said this to a group of people before the cross who thought they were doing a great job at forgiving people to earn righteousness with God. These people knew that God never forgave them by forgiving other people. That was not a commandment in the law. They had never heard this before. They knew that God only forgave them annually at the temple when they offered up their bull, bull, bull goat, calf, animal, whatever animal they wanted to sacrifice. That's how they received their forgiveness. Once a year, at the Day of Atonement, the Jews would go to the temple, they would present their animal, and then they would receive forgiveness by giving that animal to the Levitical priest. They would go to the altar in the Holy of Holies, spill the blood. Their forgiveness debt was wiped clean for the past year. That's how they were forgiven. And they knew that. Uh, Hebrews 9, look it up. Hebrews 10, look it up. They never received forgiveness by forgiving other people. That's why he said it. So he's modifying the law of Moses, which Deuteronomy chapter four says, no, you can't do that. And they got angry about that. So he's saying, hey, guess what? You self-righteous, pharisaical jerk. Think you're doing a good job? Just forgive others and God will forgive you. But if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you. Buh, buh, buh. But I get forgiveness at the temple. You have heard that. But now I tell you. So he upped the ante on the law. 
taught the true standards of the law, perfection or bust. He even said, be perfect like your heavenly father is perfect. In Matthew chapter five, the previous chapter. So this notion that you have to forgive others in order to be forgiven, to be forgiven is error. It is law-based teaching to people who thought they were righteous by what they were doing and they weren't. So that's why you don't have to forgive others. You don't have to forgive anyone. You do not have to forgive anybody. But if you're a Christian, you'll be miserable until you do. It is organic for you to forgive. It is natural for you to forgive. You forgive because you have the DNA of Jesus Christ flowing through you supernaturally. What does he do? What did he do? So when you forgave and forgives, so when you deny somebody forgiveness, you're corking a geyser. You're saying, I'm not going to be myself. You don't understand what they've done to me. I'm not forgiving them. I'm done with this, Matt. Flip. But your freedom is in your forgiveness, friend. That's where it's at. I'm not saying what they did was not hurtful. I'm not saying what they did is okay. I'm saying if you want to walk out your righteous new nature and enjoy your life and enjoy yourself and future relationships and current relationships, you have to make decisions. You have to compartmentalize forgiveness as a choice. Forgiveness is not a choice. Forgiveness is a decision. It is an act of your will. You are saying, I forgive. I choose to forgive because that's what I do. Here's the thing. When you forgive, you are not forgiving and then also giving away trust. There's a huge difference. Okay. So this is where abuse happens. This is where uh, religious abuse happens. Um, church abuse happens, sexual abuse happens. Lots of abuse can happen when we combine forgiveness with trust. They're not even close to being the same. Forgiveness is instant, free, natural. It is a decision. It's not emotional. Bear with me. Trust is emotional. Trust is built. Trust is earned. Trust gets put on the books, put on the books, put on the books, put on the books. That's trust. Don't confuse them. Forgiveness and trust. On this side of the cross, we are taught this in Ephesians chapter 4, Colossians chapter 3. Forgive and bear with each other. In the same way that Christ forgave you and bears with you. So we're forgiving, we're bearing with one another. The bearing is the trusting. So we're trusting, we're forgiving. It's a waltz, friend. We're trusting, we're forgiving, we're trusting, we're forgiving, we're trusting. Humans will always make mistakes. You're always going to be involved with humans. So these things have to be down pat or you're going to be spinning around all the time. You're going to be frustrated. 
forgiveness is a choice. Instant, free, natural. I forgive you. I love you. I want to get along with you. This is hurting me. I don't want you to say that again. It's hurting me. I don't want you to do that again. It's hurting me. This really impacted my life negatively. All these things are expressing your forgiveness, your love. Now, trust statements. I'm going to need you to stop doing that. I'm going to need you to, to use a religious word, I'm going to need you to repent. I'm going to need you to allow this to be built back up through your change of actions and attitudes. If your change of actions and attitudes are not happening, we're not going to be able to enjoy what I really want to enjoy. So this is going to have to change. Trust. We're establishing boundaries. We're letting them know what we want. We're saying it gently, respectfully. We're keeping our feelings in our, in our, um, in our, in ourselves what we feel like as important and we're not belittling our needs your needs are important your feelings matter just because somebody does something and they treat you as if your feelings or needs are not important that's not true no matter how long it goes on no matter what continues to happen or what choices happen, your needs matter. Your feelings matter. You're not a martyr. God did not call you to be a martyr. Have there been Christian martyrs? Absolutely. But that was not God's will for them. God's will is to live and enjoy your life, but we live on planet Earth. We have relationships. And forgiveness and trust are the two things which will help you enjoy your relationships. So, um, let's, uh, let's button this up. Let's keep this one a little bit shorter today. Forgive. Make a decision today. You can write this time down. It's 8.07 a.m. July whatever. I think it's the 18th maybe 17th when you choose to forgive if you have feelings in the future that get brought up that say no you didn't forgive them you can look back and you say no i did i chose to forgive them at 807 on this date i chose that ignore the enemy move forward he's going to continually try to remind you that you did not really forgive Okay? Forgiveness is a choice. Forgive. Write it down if you have to. And then build trust. You build trust by expressing your needs, establishing healthy boundaries, letting the person know what it is that is causing you harm, considering their needs and their feelings as well too, and then move forward. Forgiveness, trust. That's the life. That's the life that you can enjoy as a child of God. So decide to forgive today. Build up trust. And you'll be surprised at just the peace you enjoy. Look, Jesus knew the 
secret to happiness. Jesus knew the secret to the abundant life. Forgiveness. The entire basis of Christianity is forgiveness. You've been forgiven. So forgive others. I want to touch on one other thing. Then I'm going to button this up. God trusts you. God trusts you. You don't have to build up trust with God because he can see the future. He already trusts you. So your relationship when it comes to trust with God, it's different than with people. God can't make a mistake. People can. God knows you'll make mistakes and he's already forgiven you. Do you see it? So God trusts you. You can trust yourself. Give yourself a break. This is, this is it, friend. Forgiveness. Trust. Together. So I hope this has encouraged you today. Always tell the truth about yourself. What's the truth? You're naturally a forgiving person. You'll never feel more like yourself than when you decide to forgive. You might not even be able to forgive the person because they're gone. You can still make the decision today to forgive them. If they're in a graveyard, you can go to their gravesite. You can choose to forgive them. And sometimes Sometimes it's just not possible to tell that person. They don't want to hear it. And you don't have to. You don't have to tell them. You can just decide that you've forgiven them. Forgiveness is for you. Trust is for them. So I hope you guys have a great day today. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this Walk Talk. Please be sure to rate and review this podcast and share it with others. Subscribe right now so you don't miss out on any new content. To be encouraged daily, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want even more information on my ministry or to check out my books, go to www.mattmcmillan.com.